Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey, listeners, to close out our 2021, listen in on this episode with Helen Serrani, who is the executive director for the South Carolina Pharmacy Association, as we talk about the Women of Pharmacy Southeast Conference that will be happening in early January. I hope that you and your family have a very Merry Christmas and uh, enjoy some time off to rest and refuel before we start 2022. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest, Helen Serrani, is the CEO for South Carolina Pharmacy Association. Prior to joining uh, the South Carolina Pharmacy Association, or SCPHA, uh, Helen served as the Director of Content Development and Partnership at the American Pharmacist Association. She has extensive knowledge, skills, and experiences in administrative management, regulatory practice, health equity, and accreditation systems gained through her 11 years of serving the profession as a director of content development and partnership at the American Pharmacists Association, as a previous director of quality assurance at the University of Duhok College of Pharmacy, and as a trauma-informed provider seeking the needs of underserved communities at the front line in northern Iraq. Helen, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Hillary. I'm really excited to be on the podcast with you, and I look forward to our discussion today. Thank you. Well, now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro or share a little bit about your personal life. So a little more about me. Um, I love being a pharmacist. I am very proud of the profession. And I feel like um, a lot of challenges have been presented to us from COVID-19. But I'm sure, Hillary, you would agree that COVID has equally presented some innovative opportunities if you're one of those pharmacists who thinks outside the pillbox. And that's all what I'm about. I love innovation. And I think that's probably why I decided to um, become the state executive for the state of South Carolina. Um, I'm passionate about the work that I do. for South Carolina, but I believe most of what drives my um, initiatives here at the state is due to my eight-year training at APHA. So I used to work for the American Pharmacists Association. As you're aware, it's the mothership um, association for all the state associations. And during my um, tenure at APHA, I developed all the national training, um, the educational offerings. I developed the curriculum for national conferences, and I worked with hundreds and thousands of subject matter experts nationwide. Um, so it's it was just the challenge of trying to think innovative every day is what got me going at APHA. And um, I take pride in being a world citizen. Um, I am a first-generation immigrant, a minority um, woman myself. Um, And prior to joining APHA, I decided to join Doctors Without Borders uh, for three years. Um, I've always seen pharmacists as a frontline provider. And when I uh, 
graduated from pharmacy school and got the training necessary, I realized that I needed to go back um, to Western Syria and Northern Iraq. And that's where the trauma um, informed service comes from in my bio. I worked for three years where I treated um, patients with PTSD when I was overseas. And um, I so enjoyed what I was doing at the front line, Hillary, to a point that I just didn't want to come back. But unfortunately, unfortunately, I had to because my safety was in jeopardy. And this is important to note uh, because um, a lot of people think that I am brave, that I risked my life as well as my safety because I put myself out there at the front line where I served and underserved. But when I look at what pharmacists go through at the front line now uh, compared to what I had to go through overseas, I see no difference. Uh, I feel like pharmacists are brave um, or equally brave because being at the front line now, it's really, really challenging. Um, and I know if you look at my background, um, or if you listen to some of the talks that I give on trauma, I usually identify trauma as something that is too much, too fast, too soon for the brain to process. Mm -hmm. So when you look at pharmacists at the front line in the time of pandemic, what they're experiencing, what they are experiencing, excuse me, it is indeed too much, too fast, too soon for any provider to comprehend. So I feel like pharmacists were already burnt out, but COVID had has added additional challenges for them. So I would say pharmacists are also considered to be trauma-informed if they um, are practicing at the front line um, in the pandemic. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I really appreciate what the community as well as the chain pharmacists are doing in these challenging times. So hopefully that kind of just puts some um, more information to what you already presented about me. Yeah, wow. That is a very unique background and, and all of those experiences, um, you know, really probably ser is going to serve you well in your new role as, uh, the executive director for, um, the South Carolina pharmacist pharmacy association. Um, so Helen, we can, we can clearly hear your passion for the profession, uh, passion for, um, underserved populations, whether it's overseas or, you know, right here in the U.S. Um, tell us a little bit more about, um, you know, some of the, the, the work that you're hoping to do um, to help support uh, pharmacy in South Carolina as you've taken on uh, that role. And when did you, when did you take on that role? It's still pretty recent, correct? Yes, um, exactly five months oh, ago. Wow. So, okay. So, so I'm still new. I'm still new. Yes. yes. And so you know, a lot of people may not know like what it what is that position or or what what is kind of the the role entail. So if you could just give a little bit of background on that, because um, we may have some um, you know people passionate about advocacy and and pharmacy practice that might want to see one of those types of, you know, association uh, in their future? So that's a very good question, Hillary. I would say um, I agree a lot of pharmacists are not aware of the critical role the state associations um, have in advocating for them at their, um, at their state. Um, if I could summarize my role as a state executive, it would be um, in three terms. Um, education, advocacy, as well as um, connection or commu communication. And I feel like if, if there is anything we've learned from COVID-19 as a social species, 
is the importance of networking. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what the association is here for, to develop opportunities where pharmacists can network and learn from each other. Um, And the challenge of COVID being so difficult, the the challenge that the COVID has presented to people is the social distancing. As social species, that's what disrupted our normal life or our Mm -hmm. normal day-to-day activities. So that's what the association is here for, um, is to develop opportunities for us to network. Um, And it's there to educate um, the members in the corresponding state with whatever it takes to uh, put, you know, to make sure that the pharmacists are up to their, um, you know, um, up to date with their practice needs, up to date with the with the needs of their patients and the demand of their practice. Um, so we are here to develop resources. We are here to educate pharmacists on the latest. Um, and most up-to-date uh, technology, training, um, provider tools, whatever it takes. We are here to uh, connect, um, you know, junior pharmacists to senior pharmacists, um, connect, you know, s- state legislators to um, everyday pharmacists. So whatever it takes, we are here to connect. And the last thing is advocate, which is the most important part of why the state associations are here Um we try our best to kind of be all ears to, ne- to the needs of pharmacists uh, so we can take whatever their needs are to the, to the state a house and present their challenges to their state legislators. Um, state legislators take pride in being all ears to the needs of everyday citizens, and that is what um, we try to do. We have um, the association spends... Um, time and energy in making sure that we have the right um, lobbyists with the right expertise to push for what our members are needing. Um, Currently, PBM as well as DIR fee tends to be the number one priority for SCPHA because as a state exec, I try to get out of the office and visit um, all my members um, every week. I know one of the things that keeps coming up um, and that members try to bring to my attention is the challenges posed to their business because of the abuses by PBM and the DIR fee. Mm -hmm. So that is what the association is here for, is for members and it's by members. So we try our best to do whatever it takes to serve the needs um, of our member, whether whether it's education, legislation, um, a professional need or a networking opportunity that we can, um, you know, connect um, individuals to each other. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's it's easy to, uh, to more uh, for us to digest when you kind of break it down into to those buckets of education and advocacy and, and networking. Um, so Helen, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that that people are really excited to to reengage with their peers and and network. And um, you know, as human beings, we're we're meant to be live in community. Um, and you know, uh, South Carolina has really kind of taken charge of um, of creating an event, um, something that I'm passionate about as well, uh, that's dedicated to women in pharmacy. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, uh, that is coming up? Yes. So that is the Southeast woman, um, uh, of pharmacy leadership conference. Um, it's going to be in Asheville, North Carolina 
from January 14th to January 16th. It's something that South Carolina takes a lot of pride in because it targets all the Southeast um, states and it's specifically on women leadership. But it's not a meeting meant to be just for women. It's for men and women. But it focuses on challenges in the workforce related to leadership. And Hillary, I'm excited to say that for the very first time, we have 18 representing states Um so we will have attendees from 18 states um, in this meeting, and we have a good number of states um, that are not under the southeastern. So we have um, states from the West Coast. We have states from Midwest. So we're really excited to have other um, female as well as male pharmacists and state execs from other states who are interested to be part of this great event. Um, and I'm also excited to, to learn that this event is is stronger than it it started because we are on the 19th anniversary of the uh, Southeast Women of Pharmacy Leadership. Yeah. It has always been a classy meeting, but I would say in these challenging times to have such a strong attendance and representation from all these states, it's something we are totally excited about. Yes. Well, I um, I am am excited to learn more about about this and uh, tell us some more about what are the topics and maybe some potential speakers? Sure. Um, so it is a three-day event and it's uh, it's something that is very education focused, but again, with the mindset that now uh, our meeting attendees, because of the social distancing, yes, education is very, very important, but it goes back to the point of connection. Um, that's something they're craving for, like getting out and trying to connect with other women leaders in the region. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a three-day. The first day will be on Friday, and uh, we we have an opening keynote with um, um, former, assist, former Assistant Surgeon General um, Dr. Pamela Schweitzer, who will talk about how to embrace change in these difficult times and how can you be how can you be a woman leader in times of crises. So, um, so that is who is going to be our opening keynote speaker, and then we close the event with a closing keynote by Amina Abu Bakr, who is nationally respected, where she will talk about how you can be the disruptive leader um, and how can you um, motivate your staff in these challenging times. Um, in addition to opening and closing keynote, we have um, sessions, uh, four additional sessions. Um, we have a session on sexual harassment in the workforce. Um, and I know this is a topic that's really difficult um, for many, but um, the speaker will talk about a personal encounter she unfortunately had to experience. So she will talk from the heart and she will also propose some effective strategies of how you would go about addressing um, harassment in the workforce um, especially if you're a pharmacist or a pharmacy resident or student. Yeah. The the second session is uh, by Bruce Berger. So like I said, we also have male speakers because the meeting is meant to be for men and women. Bruce Berger is very uh, passionate about um, self-deception. I know the diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging or the um, excuse me, diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI-B, um, has been such a hot topic lately. And Bruce takes that philo philosophical, um, you know, angle in the topic as to why um, DEI is needed and why object objectification and discrimination have happens in the workforce. So I am one of 
a big fans of Bruce and I'm really excited to have him come present um, his, um, you know, philosophy and his approach and outlook at the topic. Um, the third session will be by myself, um, where I talk about um, my experiences of living with PTSD. Um, ever since I was back from Western Syria and Iraq, I was medically diagnosed with PTSD because of the concept that I was talking about earlier, Hillary, is too much, too fast, too soon. So as soon as I was back, I was back into the U.S., I was diagnosed with the disease. And um, my goal is to kind of shed some light as to why work-life balance is so necessary and why um, burnout is such a serious matter that we need to pay our attention to. Um, and then the last session talks about, um, which is going to be by Stephanie Freire, it talks about leadership styles. It, I'm sure you've heard about the bird styles, like the eagles, the owls, mm -hmm. um, the doves, um, and the parrots. And she talks about how um, we each having different communication style, different leadership style, and how can we all with an appreciation of the leadership style, how can we communicate effectively and how can we um, take care of some, um, you know, challenging times where um, there is conflict. So, so I'm excited about this meeting because um, the topics are really timely and I feel like it's, 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 a, it's a conference that it's relevant for every practice setting. Absolutely. And of course, with your background in uh, doing that for APHA, uh, you've been able to, to curate some really great content and speakers. So I know people are excited about that. Well, where could they find more information? And um, maybe, you know, if they if they don't make it this year, um, it'll be the 20th anniversary next year in 2023. And I know that, that we all... Um, with that kind of content that's really relevant and um, we'd, we'd love to kind of stay up to date on that. Where can people find out more? Um, so we are, we have the event announced on our website, which is um, SC for South Carolina. So that is scrx.org. So for those who are interested in the events, um, go to the website and then click on um, CE and events, and then under the CE and events, they should see the um, Southeastern Women of Pharmacy Conference there. We usually try to target the uh, MLK weekends. So for those who are interested to extend their stay, because the site is just so beautiful, uh, we, we realize maybe um, that is an option we should uh, make available to our meeting attendees. Absolutely. Grove Park Inn. Uh, well, yes, beautiful venue. I um we went to Asheville uh, several years back and um, did not get to stay there, but did little cocktail drinks overlooking the beautiful mountain view. And um, I I need to put that on my <laughs> that is on my my list for um, a place to go stay. So I think that y'all picked a great venue and have great content speakers. So I think everyone's really excited. Uh, about about what y'all have going on. Um, and so Helen, you know, back to kind of some of the the trauma and everything that's going on, um, just got an email uh, today from APHA about uh, the just breaking point uh, that pharmacists are experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, talking about walkouts, things like that, which, you know, APHA advised in their, their email that they, um, you know, 
don't uh, really encourage or, or that, uh, that there are certainly other ways. They, you know, I think everyone, gosh, burnout and, and workforce issues mm-hmm. is top, top of mind. Um, any other thoughts around that as, as we're helping, you know, the profession navigate uh, this? So I applaud Rite Aid in cutting back um, the number of hours that they required their staff to work on on weekdays. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Hillary, myself, um, I had to double um, on my meditation because of the stress um, that I had to encounter. It, these are stressful times to begin with, but burnout is no news. And unfortunately, we cannot blame COVID on burnout. I feel like it has been such a hot topic prior to COVID and COVID simply shut um, the spotlight on it. Um, so it's hard. Um, I think change needs to come from the corporate level. I know this is something I'm actively working on. I presented to the to South Carolina Board of Pharmacy myself. Mm-hmm. I have asked them to attend our board meeting to conduct a, a work survey to see what is it that needs to be done. Um, I thank the individual who came up with the, with the hashtag pizza is not yeah. working. Um, it's not the pizza that the staff wants. It's the understanding of their um, well-being and the mental health and the sanity. And I believe that's the the message that this individual was trying to send. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the state associations have a lot of work. Um, I, I am thankful to APHA, but I feel like state associations are equally, um, they, they have an obligation to do something and work in collaboration with the pharmacy boards and see what is it that you know, the two institutions can do together. Um, So I personally presented to my board that we need to do an assessment of, we keep hearing burnout, burnout, but it's time to put the word into action. And that's partly why I needed to present to the board about my concern. um, And there needs to be a legislation to address this concern. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, It's definitely brought a lot of awareness. It's, you know, social media, um, can get attention and of course, you know, leveraging our associations, our boards of pharmacy and ultimately, um, you know, what, what way, what things can, uh, corporations do to help support, uh, their employees? Because if their employees are, um, respected, then, you know, their customers are going to be respected and valued. And, um, that's what keeps, you know, businesses open is, uh, that their customers are happy. So, um, anyway, yes, lots of, of things happening, uh, in the profession, uh, and just great to, to connect and talk on, uh, with you on those topics. And uh, as the, my final question that I love to ask all of our guests, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for others out there who are just getting started in their career? Um, and I think I'm going to say this and I'll be very honest because I I felt it myself because of the pressure of paying loans back, mm. the pressure mm. of trying to land a job and um, making sure that 
you have um, something going for you as soon as you graduate from pharmacy school. Um, so the one advice I have for my younger self is sky is the limit um, and don't limit yourself to something uh, just because you feel you feel like you need uh, to make a living, which is understandable considering the pressure that these students and these young practitioners are under. Um, I'm proud of myself because I, I had the courage to brave the wilderness. I went in the middle of nowhere um, and I didn't just settle for something that I knew I wasn't going to be happy um, about. But there was part of me, Hillary, that was where I was doubting my decision. I was doubting myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was this really the right decision that I uh, made for myself. Um, and going back, I wish I had more confidence uh, um, in myself. Um, and I think it goes back to the two points that I made that... Um, um, that perhaps I should do what everybody else is doing as a PGY1, PGY2, or lend a, a job, you know, or make money so you can pay your loans back. But that's not what I did for myself. So um, the job is going to come, the um, the opportunity will come. But my goal is uh, for the for those who are graduating or who are still early in their career is please, please make you know, the sky, your limits, um, don't limit yourself to the, the limited options that that's out there, which is, um, is it residency? Is it, um, chain? Is it hospital? It is, it, is it, I don't know what, um, there's just so many other opportunities out there for pharmacists that hasn't not been yet explored. And you could always be, um, you know, the start and, uh, pave the road for the rest of other pharmacists who graduate after you. Mm-hmm. So that would be my advice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Helen, it was a pleasure uh, to have you as a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.